So Robinhood is apparently building a platform to allow users to buy into IPOs, sources say, according to uh, CNBC. So this is actually going to be very interesting. So Robinhood is building a platform to democratize initial public offerings, including its own, that would allow users of its trading app to snap up shares alongside Wall Street funds, according to people familiar with the matter. The move could further erode Wall Street's grip on stock market fl- basically fluctuations. It would be easier to implement for Robinhood's own IPO, given how companies and their investment bankers tightly control allocations to investors in new listings. Now also, let's say that they're able to do this for their own IPO. The reason why this could be very interesting is that pretty much... If they're able to allow like normal everyday investors to get like basically the best pricing on their stock, basically as the same time as like these hedge fund people are able to, because the way typically the way like a company goes public, right? They end up selling like basically they basically allow like hedge funds or like things similar to hedge funds in on like a specific price and then immediately when they go public those hedge funds or companies or people end up selling it for like an immediate profit usually like double what they put into the company right it's like this like weird situation where like the government banks and hedge funds all work together to get a company public but they get the best position to invest into the company so that they can immediately sell within like a couple of days or within that day to, you know, retail investors for a super high markup. Because, you know, there's going to be so much, you know, interest around the whole thing. And I think it's going to be uh, interesting. Like if Robinhood's able to pull something off, I think it'd be a pretty good thing for, to allow everybody to be able to uh buy their stuff so currently Robinhood users and other amateur traders cannot buy into a stock of a newly listed company until its shares start trading and since shares often trade higher when they debut big funds that get allocations in the IPO IPO have an advantage so the average first day trading pop on US listings of businesses in 2020 was 36 percent according to data provided data provider deal logic so Robinhood plans to carve out a chunk of its shares on offer in its IPO for its 13 million users and to use technology it is building to administer this part of the offering, the sources said. While Robinhood's technology would be new, the concept of reversing, reserving shares for users is not. Deliveroo Holdings, PLC, the Amazon.com incorporated backed food delivery firm that announced plans this month to list in London is doing this although a third-party provider is administering the process. Some more novel are Robinhood's ambitions to let users directly buy into IPOs of other companies. It would need to negotiate agreements with companies and their brokerages and get the blessings of U.S. regulators, the sources said. Will that happen? Who knows? So Robinhood could have leverage in these negotiations by arguing it would be acting as a bridge between the IPO and a major pool of investor demand, the sources added. It was not clear what kind of arrangements Robinhood would seek to put in place, and no certainty its ambition will come to fruition, said the sources. 
who requested anonymity because the matter is confidential, Robinhood has declined to comment. So providing access to IPOs could boost Robinhood's appeal with users, some of whom criticized it over restrictions it placed on trading of heavily shorted meme stocks such as GameStop, following a Reddit-driven buying frenzy. Watch bets, right? So Robinhood said its clearinghouse forced it to place the curves because it lacked sufficient capital to set up the trades. Yada yada. The move could also boost Robinhood's valuation in its own IPO, as the offering would price in additional demand for the shares that would normally have come through only after the stock market debut. So on Tuesday, Robinhood announced it had confidentially filed paperwork with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission for its IPO. So while the company has yet to disclose details, the offering could happen in coming weeks and value Robinhood at up to $50 billion, the sources said. So Robinhood's plans to let immature traders buy into IPOs represent the latest attempt by Silicon Valley firms to disrupt the traditional IPO. A number of companies, including Slack Technologies and Pelinter Technologies Incorporated, have listed directly without using investment bankers. The move would antagonize Wall Street, which is accustomed to getting big allocations in IPOs. Fund giants such as BlackRock Incorporated and State Street Corp. have argued that they are better owners of companies than day traders because they stick with companies for the long run. See, again, this is the thing. Like, I honestly would prefer all these different companies, like every company that like plans on going public, to be able to go around the whole investment bankers and hedge funds and all that kind of stuff. Because one, it allows the companies themselves to actually make more money in the public offering. And basically, if they're able to raise a lot more money, that means they can do a hell of a lot more for their company and for their stock users, right? So the Menlo Park, California-based company was founded in 2013 by Baiju Bat and Vladimir Tenov, who looks like Roran Kitty, with the aim of democratizing finance by giving people access to markets normally dominated by professional investors. So backed by investors including Adrizin Horowitz, Rubik Capital, and Nine Yards Capital, its platform allows users to make unlimited commission-free trades in stocks, exchange-traded funds, options, and cryptocurrencies. Now, I do think that this is going to be a cool idea. Like, if they're able to pull something off like this, it would make their app way more enticing because that gives people the idea like, oh, wait, I could actually become an early investor in some of these companies, right? Like, you could kind of think of it like a situation where, I don't know if anyone remembers the whole ICO thing where there's like a whole bunch of like different cryptocurrencies that were about to come onto the market. You'd read their like white papers, right? And if you invested into it like early on like on some of them which you know this was like very speculative right but on some of them you could have put like 500 bucks into the company and then within like a couple months that 500 dollars could be worth like 1 million 2 million 3 million dollars depending on how high the the price of the coin skyrocketed or you know debuted right it's like the same kind of concept of just basically you know being like an angel investor or a venture capitalist where you're investing into companies early on. And that's basically where the money is actually made is how early can you invest into these companies? So if they do allow something where, you know, 
people are able to get early on into these companies before it like truly debuts to the whole marketplace, then you could easily see people literally turning into millionaires overnight, right? But not only that, it allows people to win on the buy a lot more often. And what I mean by that is, it's like the same concept with like real estate and the same thing, which is basically anything. Most of your money is pretty much determined on the buy, right? So, for example, if you bought, you know, Tesla six years ago, guess what? You won, right? Regardless, you won because of that time that you bought. It is super cheap. It doesn't even matter if you put all of your money into Tesla five years ago, six years ago, seven years ago, because you bought in so early. That no matter what it does, it's going to be above where you bought it from, right? So that's the kind of like way to look at it. You always try to get your entry point in the best position possible, which is why you see so many investors with a lot of money go early on into companies. And some of them is I, I believe I remember hearing like a venture capitalist. He was like on a podcast and. This guy's worth like you know a few hundred million dollars, right? And all he does is venture capitalist work because he's originally like crazy, like I think a real estate company, you know, took out like a hundred million dollars from that, basically sold his company, got a hundred million, and started putting that into different companies. But he was able to invest early on, and so even if he invests like let's say he has a hundred million dollars, right, and he can invest early on into ten different companies at ten million dollars each, right? If nine of them fail, that single one, the one out of the ten that's a winner, could end up paying for all the different losses from the other companies, and then probably double, triple, or quadruple his initial one hundred million dollar capital, right? That he had originally before he started investing because of his buy position, because of where he actually bought, because he bought all these different companies. Very early on, and he only needs one of them to actually be profitable because that single one, if it gets profitable, if it goes public, there you go. He's basically tripled his money right then and there just from that one company. So that's the way you gotta look at, you know, investing into companies like very early on because that's where a lot of money can be made, especially if you have a lot of money already.